a new year full of surprises. But one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage, and free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome to episode 21, everyone. If you just joined, this is Maria at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And this is Robin at a Tired Witch on Instagram. And today, and today we are joined by Temperance Alden of Wild Woman Witchcraft on Instagram as well. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Thank you for having me. As we said, we are joined by the beautiful Temperance Alden. Tell us a little bit about yourself. So I am just, you know, living my best life. Um, I'm a (laughs) folk witch and general magical practitioner um, and author of the book Year of the Witch. I'm on Instagram and Twitter and TikTok and pretty much anywhere where you could find me. I am on it. Um... I just, I guess I like wasting a lot of my time on the internet, but, um, I, yeah, I'm just, I don't have to say it this far. That's okay. That's okay. Um, we both know, and I've, you read it, Maria, have you read her book? No, I haven't. I have like a big to be read wow. pile. Bad host. <laughs> wow. <laughs> well, I read your book and I thought I it was fantastic. Um, for your book, Year of the Witch, what is essentially inspired you to write it? I think a lot of my platform has always been centered around doing whatever the fuck you want. And I think that's not pushed enough in our community, to be honest, it's not. Um, Especially when a lot of the community, a lot of people in witchcraft, I find, came to it through the lens of Wicca. And Wicca has a lot of rules. You might not feel like they are rules, but there are a lot of rules. And so when people leave Wicca and come out into the rest of the general population of what is paganism, witchcraft, spirituality, etc. They're like, can I do this? Is this okay? And so kind of my whole platform has always been do whatever the fuck you want, right? So it had been a number, it had been like a year probably on Instagram at this point. And I was getting messages consistently every holiday, like, what are you doing? What are you doing for this holiday? How are you celebrating it? And I was always like, I'm not. Like, it doesn't make sense for me to do that because I'm in Florida. It's not cold here or it's not a harvest here or any of that stuff. And I was like, okay, I'm going to write down a book and instruct people because a lot of people I also saw were like, you know, I want to do this, but I don't really connect with this holiday. And in, in the one that's famous for it is Maybon. People hate mm-hmm. that one. They're like, oh, this doesn't make sense to me. I don't connect to it. I'm not doing anything for it. Like it's, it's an, it's an equinox. You can't just not connect to it. Like it's, 
it's a, it's a thing. It's a celestial event. So, um, <laughs> so for me, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going to write a book that allows people to build their own structure and framework and make their spirituality something that is their own. And that, so that was like the really guiding purpose of writing the whole book. Yeah, I, I, I wish that. you had written this book like 15 years ago, <laughs> because I know like, I mean, I'm, I don't live in gross ass Florida, but I lived in San Francisco oh, for a decade. <laughs> and there's no seasons in San Francisco. There's it's just because a it's trash. It's a, it's a it is trash, but it's my trash. <laughs> it's a constant state of fog and like 55 degree weather. <laughs> and so... I wish you had written that ages ago or somebody, anybody had written ages ago because it would have been right. really good for connecting to different seasons when there aren't actual seasons happening, if that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the approach my book took was different. It wasn't about seasons. It was about your climate and connecting exactly. to what's local to you. And I think that was like the big pivot point for a lot of people. I get messages every day on, you know, on whatever platform, like I never thought about it like this. Like I never thought to do it this way. And it's like, okay, mm-hmm. exactly. Like, I'm glad I could help you. Yeah. I think too many books are like structured, like too structured and people mm-hmm. like begin to get too scared to like go outside their you know, outside what the books say. And mm-hmm. so it's really refreshing to hear that your book, you know, encourages it. Yeah. I think that's where we find genuine spirituality, like doing our own thing. Yes, one hundred percent. Like yes, because the, the books in the nineties did not offer that. Yeah. What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you trying to say? Are you trying to tell me that Gerald Gardner might have been a little too linear? That man got naked in the woods, okay? With mythological, mythological witches. You can't sit here and just tell me that his things were too linear. You heard it here, folks. Uh, Gerald Gardner canceled. Canceled. Gerald <laughs> Gardner is the daddy of witchcraft, and that's all we need to know. God, I fucking hate the internet. <laughs> When it comes to you, like, first starting out as a witch and, like, kind of getting interested in spirituality, mm-hmm. like, what did that look like for you? I like to say it's the trauma. Um, <laughs> and I wish I was joking, but I'm not. And, um, yeah, so when I started out, I actually started out with a lot of what my mom was doing at the time because um, she practiced folk Catholicism and... So I started off doing that as a kid. And when she died, it was something that kept me connected to her. And I just continued doing it. At the time, I, you know, I was I was a kid and I was very angry and upset. And I was like, you know, God was real. This wouldn't have happened to me, blah, 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 blah. And um, so I left religion, organized religion. But I I kept doing the, the things because we had, at the time, we had a big, what, what I would call now an altar, but we had this big table decked out in like statues and candles and we lit incense at it every day. And we, you know, prayed for intercession or prayed to ancestors or whatever else we were doing. Um, And so I continued doing that stuff, uh, but I explored a lot of spirituality and a lot of religion. And I, you know, eventually landed in paganism a few years later. And I've kind of just been doing that ever since. So a lot of my interest was just, you know, initially was a way to connect to, people that I loved that I didn't have anymore. Um, And then later it was a way that I connected to myself 
and I think that's just always kind of been at the root of what, why I do what I do is to like, you know, what else is there? And, you know, one of, when I was a kid, I had a, you know, my mom died when I was young. And so I had a therapist, like a bereavement therapist, what they were calling it. Um, and she's like, you're such an existentialist. And I, I guess I've always just been this way. I've been interested in like, what else is there? What deeper is there? Like, I just, I don't want to just turn on TV and I'm not satisfied with that. Like, what else can I do? And that's kind of the driving factor of all of that. Yeah, I love that. I, I think know, trauma is people... so fun, right? Oh, yeah. Trauma, well, <laughs> <laughs> totally aside, I think a lot of people don't realize the connection between things mm-hmm. like organized religion and paganism. Like, if you look at people that are super devout Catholics, for example, a lot of mm-hmm. their rituals, their day-to-day rituals are very similar, if not Although, yes, it's different. It is very yes. similar to a lot of pagan paths as well. Mm-hmm. We're all doing the same thing. It just looks slightly different. <laughs> it, looks, yeah. it looks different. It feels different a little bit. But there, a lot, of, a lot of it has similar motions. And I think that there's two reasons for that. One is that there, there's a common thread between all spiritualities. It's often like a different thread, but I feel like there is just like one common thread. But then um, a lot of modern pagans were Christian first. Like Mm -hmm. most Mm -hmm. people aren't being born into like generations old Wiccan families. It's not happening. So we're seeing people leave what they knew, but keeping the structure. You're trying to tell (laughs) me that I am not the granddaughter of the witches you tried to burn? Unreal. (laughs) Unreal. I mean... I can't, I can't assume, I can't assume, Robin, but I just, I just know. (laughs) I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. No, but I do, I love that sentiment because, you know, everyone's trying to like connect with, you know, air quote, the source and like their inner selves and stuff like that. The source. A lot of different paths, you know, do that. Yeah. I think it's nice. Yes. (laughs) If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about the upcoming lunar phases and kind of what that means for us, what you can do with them, what you cannot do with them, kind of, it's something for you to go off of. Because we are taking off Christmas, I'm going to be talking about both the lunar phases that are happening this month. So that way you're not left without it, even though we won't be here for a week. So upcoming first is the new moon in Sagittarius, which is going to be happening on December 15th. When we've got the new moon in Sagittarius, we are basically going to be focusing on optimism and exploration of our own ideas and kind of what that means for us. That being said, (laughs) even though it is a relatively nice moon to be optimistic and focus on these new ideas, it can also be sort of a false start new moon. Um, Just because we Mm -hmm. have these optimistic and bright ideas, it doesn't mean that they're necessarily going to come to fruition. Just like any Mm -hmm. kind of magic, it takes real world, like... (laughs) application plus your intention to actually make something happen. So although your ideas might be 
bubbly and nice and wonderful, it doesn't really mean dick if you're not doing <laughs> actual <laughs> activities with it. So the problem with the new moon in Sagittarius is it puts us in this position where we have all these lofty and amazing ideas, which mm-hmm. is nice, but they are ultimately just ideas if we don't do anything with it. Now, that being said, said, the new moon in Sagittarius is also a very good time to do things like setting New Year's resolutions if you're going to do them. Um, It's Mm -hmm. a little bit early, obviously, because December 14th is a few weeks out, but maybe start mapping them out if you're going to do that. It's a good time to set those intentions, so do it. (laughs) Um, But do at the end of the day, remember that they are just intentions, so you have to make a plan with what you're going to do in the real world to make that happen. Does that make sense to you guys? It does make <laughs> um, are sense. Are you going to mention that there's an eclipse or? Oh yeah, there is an eclipse. I completely forgot about that. So there is an eclipse as well, which is, uh, wait, are we really having two eclipses in a month? Did I just we're forget having, about that? We're having an eclipse this month on the. Yeah. On we the... have them last month though too. Yeah. So that's crazy. I didn't realize that there was going to be two. I forgot all about this eclipse. It says the December. <laughs> yeah, the December 2020 new moon is also a solar eclipse. So it's going to bring oh, different energy. Eclipse, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the solar eclipses in general, uh, they work like having basically every single. Um, I don't know if people are familiar with solar magic at all and how it works if if you do it. Um, but the different phases of the sun work very similarly to the different phases of the moon. And when you have a solar eclipse, it essentially is like having every single phase of the sun at once. Yes. Does that make sense? That does <laughs> yeah. make what fun. is super fun about this one, though, is that the eclipse is in Sagittarius and the new moon is in Sagittarius. So you kind of get the double, a double whammy there. So much optimism. So So much much fun. Have you ever met a Sagittarius that isn't fun? Like, Uh, (laughs) yes, I have a brother who's a Sagittarius. That's his, that's his moon rising. That's his moon rising. <laughs> uh, he is a actually very fun person, but he is a true Sag where he's very like blunt and to the point. Um, yeah. <laughs> he's a good kid. We love him. <laughs> um, okay. So the next lunar phase that we have is the full moon in Cancer, which is on December 29th. And this is kind of a perfect full moon. And I know that I know Temp is going to talk about how much she hates cancers, which is fine. But <laughs> true, the cancer full moon is literally the moon returning to its own native sign. So it's the moon mm-hmm. in the moon. <laughs> um, and it's the end of the year. And so it's kind of this year has been such a shit show that the moon <sighs> returning to itself, to its own um, placement at the very end of the year mm-hmm. is I don't know. I think it's kind of symbolic. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I love that. uh, Yeah. It's just, I think it's nice. Uh, And that being said, when the, any, the moon is in cancer in any phase, we are looking at a very emotional time period and you might be more tender, more vulnerable, just like all of us crybaby cancers are. Um, you might find yourself doing more domestic things or, and, or focusing just in general on domestic 
sort of energies. And again, with it being the end of the year, yes, spring clean ha- cleaning happens in spring, but we can be doing emotional spring cleaning <laughs> at the end of the mm-hmm. year as well. <laughs> so we yeah. might be finding time to reevaluate essentially our emotional relationships, how they make us feel, and whether or not we mm-hmm. want to continue with that going into the new year. That's, of course, yeah, obviously entirely that. up to you on how you want to deal with it, but it is a good time to evaluate that. And it's a very good time to focus on end of the year shadow work because we are a little bit more emotional. We might be a little bit more honest with ourselves and how we're feeling. And so use that to focus on your shadow work. Mm-hmm. I think that's perfect for especially around, you know, like Yule. Yule is such like a family, you know, oriented holiday at least for me and my family so having that cancer full moon is you know a little nice because cancer in my opinion is very family oriented (laughs) sign they love family and relationships i you know i think you know as a word of warning i'm gonna be the debbie downer on the cancer full moon party um because cancer is such an emotional sign this is an awful time of the year to be around family that you don't get along with because tensions are going to be really high and (laughs) people are going to be emotional. Tensions are going to be high. Full moons already make people crazy. This is not Mm -hmm. the time to see that cousin that you hate. Like just don't do it. Stay away from them. Cancer is already bad enough without making it worse. And you should be staying home anyways. Exactly. (laughs) If you already didn't have a reason to stay home with the global (laughs) pandemic, just blame it on the cancer full moon. It's also the 29th of December. Christmas has passed. You don't need to spend New Year's with your family. You don't need to spend it with that shitty auntie who always asks you, when are you going to get married? Uh, <laughs> just no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it's a lot to unpack this month, but I think it'll be good overall. Well, I, I hope. Maybe it won't be. I, I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So if you just started listening to us, every podcast, we talk about a random tarot card. We go over the universal meaning and then our own interpretations of the cards. Hearing others' opinions helps beginners form their own opinions or even those who have been practicing for a while expand their views on other meanings. This week, we are talking about the Ten of Pentacles. On the Rider-Waite-Smith version of this deck, you will see an older gentleman sitting and sitting and watching what seems to be his family who are talking and having a good time complete with like two dogs and a little one running around over this family is like an archway or a bridge and in the background stands the tower that is depicted in many of the tarot cards in the deck um the universal meaning of this card is like family traditions values um being conservative and financial security so for myself i have been seeing like the tens in tarot very different lately, particularly where the 10 and the pentacle tens are concerned. More often than not, they pop up in readings. Um, they don't show that someone has actually reached this place in their life. The feeling of, you know, being secure when it comes to money or goals or wanting, wanting for nothing. But now, you know, Oh, and now you have to spend time, you can spend time doing what you care about the most rather than having to worry about those things. This for me is like the desire to reach that point in our lives and leaving that legacy you worked so incredibly hard to 
to attain. Other times when this card pops up, it's just a reminder, you know, that you've worked hard. Maybe it is time to take a little break a while for a while and enjoy what you've built. Now isn't the time to stress. So go spend some time with your family or friends enjoying that fulfillment you've worked so hard to reach. Your legacy and like hard work that you've done will continue and make way for new things when you are ready. So Robin Dears, how do you view this card? For me, this card always comes up when it's a sign that you are doing exactly what you should be. Um, uh-huh. It Yes, it can mean that you're like working towards the comfort, but I personally view wealth as a lot more than just monetary value. So uh-huh. when I get this card like in a reading it tells me that basically it's like a reminder of the wealth that I have in my life that might not necessarily be monetary like for example your family or the fact that you have a roof over your head and you have food in your stomach it's kind of a for me a humbling card a reminder that you know maybe I'm being a pissy crybaby but like I do have a lot to be grateful for and be happy about and to kind of like check my own attitude <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, if that makes sense <laughs> yeah no that totally makes sense like wanting to be appreciative of what you already have like yeah and like I, I do think yeah. that wealth wealth and abundance is so much more than just being financially secure although it mm-hmm. does include that as well um yeah and yeah we, but it could also be about like goals like reaching goals totally. and stuff like that yeah totally yeah. So it's just for me, it's a big humbling card. It's a reminder that like, I am doing actually quite all right. And I have a lot to be proud of and to be happy for, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> how do you view this card temperance? I think for me, it would depend on how it's coming up in the reading. But more often than not, I look at it as more of a structure card. So Often I find kind of similar to you, like in when this card pops up in readings, it doesn't necessarily denote like having reached that point. But to me, it denotes having the structure in place to have the ability to reach that point. So like the groundwork Mm -hmm. has been laid, foundations set, like you're secure and all that stuff. You don't have to worry about that anymore. If you just like, you know, keep going, you'll eventually get there. So for me, it's a big security Mm -hmm. card more than anything else. Mm-hmm. Mm, that makes sense. I like that. I like that. That's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> so, I'm so excited to talk about one of my favorite Sabbaths. Yule is typically celebrated on the longest night and the shortest day of the year. And this year will be celebrated on December 21st. On that day, you know, we honor the rebirth of the sun and the start of its growing power. And of course, the start of winter. Um, So I think we're going to talk about how we each celebrate it. So I'll go first. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so my family and I typically celebrate Yule from like November to the beginning of January because we're crazy. It is such a big deal for us, like Samhain 
typically is. And, you know, we put up our tree, practice kitchen witchery, especially, you know, with my witchling and do abundance of like candle magic. On the actual day of the um, Sabbath, we always try to have a feast and drink buckets of like glog and glue vine. And we typically light a fire in the fireplace and, you know, light a bunch of candles to invite warmth and light into our home. And it is just like a freaking cozy evening spent with the ones that I love. And um, we still do like the whole gift giving thing, but we just do it on the 25th and enjoy, you know, the tradition of Santa Claus, the spirit of giving. But yeah, it's just like an amazing Sabbath for me and my family that celebrates, you know, hearth and home. So how about you guys? Well, for me, <clears throat> Yule is not my favorite Sabbath. I know that you're super dick hard for it. Yes, but yes, I am. Look at I it. I <laughs> hate the cold so goddamn much. It is unreal. I hate anything that has to do with the cold. I just, I, I hate it. Um, So for Yule, I do what I do for every Sabbath, which is I make a lot of bread and baked goods, and then I eat it because mm-hmm. I'm a fat ass. <laughs> um, our Yule typically consists of very non-traditional things. So every year I make a quiche, a vegan quiche, and we eat it, <laughs> which I know is How? not very... I'm just wondering, what are you replacing with the eggs? A quiche is literally just eggs baked. I know. It's tofu <laughs> and hummus. Dude, oh, it's hummus. Really it's really good. Uh, it's my favorite thing to make. It's it's my Yule quiche. <laughs> Speaking of making Sabbath your own. <laughs> Come on over, guys. Here's my, my lovely Yule, Yule quiche made out of hummus and tofu. <laughs> it's really good. And I put, like, fake ham in it. And I put broccoli and leeks in it. And it's so fucking good. Um, that sounds delicious. Like, sign me up. Uh, And I also make, well, when I say make, I make an attempt at a Yule log every year. And I've actually never once got it right because a Yule log (laughs) is essentially a Swiss roll, right? Um, Yeah. Made out of a fruitcake. Yeah. And rolling it is my arch nemesis and i've tried so many different things like i know that you're supposed to roll it when it's still really hot like fresh out of Mm -hmm. the oven so it doesn't crack and um i've just never once got it perfectly right and every year my yule log is like me filling in the cracks with frosting or something like that and being like nothing to see here guys <laughs> just covering um, it, up the ends like with frosting so you can't see the swirl like, it's fine it's fine it's right fine. you just put powdered sugar on it or something like that and i what? just you have but, to dip that stuff in chocolate <laughs> i'm just gonna give you my hint i'm just gonna give you my hint this is like this is a mccormick coven exclusive so you're hearing it here <laughs> first um i swear to god just buy yourself like debbie swiss rolls some birthday candles stick some birthday candles in the swiss roll and then you're done it's like single serving yule cakes that don't taste like ass (laughs) well i mean i hear you and that's usually how it ends up (laughs) i try first and then we end up going and buying a cake it's so bad i try every year and every year i've tried especially since like having my social media account 
every year I've been like, I'm mm-hmm. going to make a Yule cake that's pretty enough for the internet. This is going to happen. This will be my year. And every year there, I'm like, there's no saving this. No one can ever see this. <laughs> Throw it in the trash. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, why I, I never do the whole kitchen witchery, like posting me doing it besides like cookies. It's like, you're not going to see a post of me like cooking. <laughs> nope. Oh, I'm not y'all are going to see my Swiss cake birthday candle combo this year. That's going on the internet. Yes. Please <laughs> post that. <laughs> I, I try every single year and every single year it's a hot, hot mess. It's so bad. I just... <laughs> Frank's always like, you know, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. I'm sure it tastes great. And I'm like, don't look at it. Don't acknowledge it. Don't eat it. <laughs> Get it away. Just <laughs> pretend I didn't make this. <laughs> Just so eat your funny. Christmas quiche and be happy. Eat your Christmas quiche. <laughs> Made out of tofu and hummus. I'm going to make you one and you're going to love it. <laughs> you mail it to me. I will eat it. I will. I will eat it for I you. Will. It'll show up in the mail all like chalky and gross because I made it all that way. That's one no, thing. You just put it in one of those like dry ice keep. shipping containers. It does not keep. Yule quiche does not keep. It is a you eat it in one day or you throw it in the trash because it gets like dries out. Ugh, it's awful. Second day Yule quiche is not not for keepsies. Cancel it. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, in short, my uh, turn? Okay. yeah, I just, I hate Yule. I don't like cold things. And so I, you know, flog myself by making bad baked goods. <laughs> and we all know how much you love talking about it, but what do you think of Yule, Teb? <laughs> um, you know, I, I love Yule. It's, it's probably like my second favorite on the wheel. Um, but I actually work with it in a different aspect. Um, I work with it in its death aspect because my practice is so death centric. Um, mm-hmm. So I really work with that energy and the we're about to like the earth in general, because I work very earth based, um, the earth in mm-hmm. general and the Northern hemisphere is about to switch back into life mode. We're about to start having light return. And so I really work with the death aspect. Yule itself is not just like a single day. It's like a multi-day festival, even traditionally, you know? So I work with the Yule for a lot of days. I do separate out the solstice. Um, That's a separate day for me because I actually gave birth on the solstice so for me, I take that day and I acknowledge it in a very different way. So that's like the life day out of my death celebration. Um, and then, you know, we do traditional you know, Christmas day. So tree presents, all that stuff. But yeah. um, I love to do a whole lot of nothing this time of year. I get really hermity, like very introspective. Yes. I look at myself. I read a lot of books. I sit in windowsills and cry while listening to vinyl records. Like that's just, that's <laughs> the mood. I just want to be depresso for a week and, and just, you know, find myself and eat cookies and <laughs> feel okay about it. Goth yeah. temp comes out to play. <laughs> temp comes out from like, from like October 1st to like 
January 1st because that's when it's socially acceptable to listen to my 90s goth rock because people are like, oh, okay, this makes <laughs> sense for the time of year and I can play it and people are like, oh yeah, I guess I remember that band and I'm like, yeah, I, I'm not still simping for these people or anything, but yeah, like totally. Well- that's different between you and me. I simp for them all year round. And if people judge me, I feel like that's a reflection of their <laughs> bad taste in music um, and not my immaculate taste in music. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I just don't think it's right that you and I both had Peter Steele come up on our Spotify wrapped. Like, that's where we are in life. <laughs> The worst part is the uh, typo negative has been my number one for like the last three years. <laughs> Embarrassing. I mean, he's been dead for a while now. May he rest in peace. So, a true bring up at Yule. A true king. I do. Sorry. <laughs> so I do want to say that I know like this time of year has been especially hard for some witches, you know, with loss and even financial insecurity due to the pandemic. So if you aren't feeling like the Yuletide joy, that is like freaking valid. As you know, Tempest said, this is also like the chrome part in the dark part of the year where we sometimes have to face like our shadow selves hut on. And, you know, that practice and that spell work comes with, is just as valid as any other of the festivities going on. So, you know, please take care of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Check in on your friends. Check in on them. And if you can't do that, just make a Christmas quiche and it will be fine. (laughs) Just make a Christmas quiche. Send it to them. (laughs) <laughs> if you use the hummus I'm just like imagine- fry. <laughs> you know like in Chris's vacation where the um, great grandmother brings the jello mold with yes. like the water in it and it's like leaking out I'm just imagining <laughs> Robin sending all of I want to see you doing the Christmas quiche like I want a reel of you doing Christmas quiche that's what I want this I year for Christmas I'm going to, I'll make it. I'll make a reel of me making Christmas quiche and it will go up and only the real ones will know what's happening because they listen to the podcast. They're the no only ones context Christmas quiche. I'm not, I'm going to literally, I won't even put a caption on it. I, I, or maybe I'll just write Christmas quiche and then, or like a pie emoji or something and only the real mm-hmm. ones will know what's up. Yes. <laughs> the one thing I do want to say about yule that i enjoy and i feel like not a lot of people i guess give credit to i guess mm-hmm. that's uh, I, I guess is the origin of yule and odin and just like the norwegian well scandinavian like folklore and stuff like that i yes. feel like too many people take odin out of yule and it's not okay <laughs> no one is yeah. taking odin out of yule we all have santa claus doing his thing everyone <laughs> has odin in yule i mean like that's the biggest lie you've said today no way i feel like too many people reassociate like yule and christmas and all that with a very english idea and mm-hmm. um, the English have conquered enough things, okay? They've colonized enough things. They need to not colonize our, our Yule as well. <laughs> Are you saying fuck England, fuck the crown? Because I'm here for it. <laughs> I, I mean, I didn't say that specifically, but that's just <laughs> I'm dancing around. <laughs> that's what I heard. You know, but I just like, I would also love to point out that Yule is not the only holiday this time of year. And many cultures have holidays surrounding this time because it is a solstice. So Mm -hmm. you didn't have to be 
Gerald Gardner reappropriating holidays for a calendar to, you know, celebrate this holiday. We have lots of cultures that have stuff around this time of year. And if you wanted to celebrate Saturnalia or Festivus or Yule, <laughs> that is totally your thing to do. Festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> Festivus for the rest of us. So Temperance, what is stirring your cauldron this week? So I had just started um, not too long ago a class that run by Damien Eccles, the Royal Science of Angels. And it's about, you know, occultism and angels and basically invoking them and, and all the types of things that you could do with them. I'm learning so much because I'm not a ceremonial magician. Like I mm -hmm. am absolutely loving this class. And Damien Eccles is one of my favorite authors. So I'm definitely enjoying that class. Yeah, same. I'm a huge fangirl of his. I think he's just a brilliant mind. I think the class, the class, the at least the idea of the class sounds really interesting. Although I have to say when you first said uh, royal, I thought you were calling him royal. And I was like, all right, calm down. <laughs> now it's the name of the class. I would love him to do one on demons too, but uh, I'll take what I can get from him. And if it's angels, it's angels. So I've been working through some like HGA material on my own prior to this. And then when this came up, I was like, oh, this is a sign. I have to take it. So here I am taking it. Yeah, that's awesome. I think he's great. And I think that that sounds super duper. So, Temperance, what is not stirring your cauldron right now? <laughs> I honestly... <laughs> I, I'm just collecting myself. I am being so bothered lately by all of the posturing we're seeing on social media. And I know this is nothing new, but I think what's really getting to me is that before it wasn't so in your face. And now with TikTok and Reels, it's so mm -hmm. in your face. And it's so easy to see, like... For me, what's genuine and what's not, because I'm I'm not new, right? I'm not new. I'm not a beginner. I don't need to be fooled. I don't think that you're a priestess when you're not. I don't think <laughs> that you're talking to demons. I don't think that there's a lot of things I don't think. And when people do these things for theatrics, I, I just, you know, it's, it's definitely, it's something that bothers me because a lot of beginners don't, they can't differentiate because they don't have the skill set or the knowledge to differentiate. So when they see someone calling themselves a priest or a priestess and working mm -hmm. with this god or that goddess or whatever else and doing all these things, it seems so involved. It seems super cool. It seems super spiritual. And we all know that it's actually just really good theatrics for the internet. And like, I, mm -hmm. I just want to see more genuine people and maybe that's like my bad. Maybe I'm expecting too much from the internet, but I just wish that there was more genuine people putting out content that was getting recognized. It's not mm -hmm. a lack of people putting out content. It's a lack of people wanting to recognize quality content versus theatrical content. And like, I'm so over it. Well, I think part of the problem is, is that especially with things like TikTok, you want to be entertained, right? And people mm -hmm. don't realize that entertainment does not equal knowledge um yes like 100 what was that video that i saw the other day the wobble one 
Like, shut the fuck up. I just, uh, yeah, I'm with you on that. It, it gets exhausting. And there are people out there that make really amazing entertainment, but that doesn't make it valid information. Yeah. It's exhausting. <laughs> it is. And I, it just, it really does set a bad example to newer witches. I mean, we're always saying this on here that like, please, for the majority of your stuff, don't get it from social media. Like most of the time, you yeah. can only trust it as far as you can throw it. Any social media. It's not just limited to TikTok, you know, and Reels. I think nope. Twitter, Tumblr, Discord, anywhere that there's Facebook. Even people's standalone blog. Yeah. No matter what, you're dealing with someone's personal gnosis because whenever we talk about spirituality right we can only frame it through the lens of what we view what we believe what we know what we've experienced but at the end of the day it's all pretty much personal gnosis so if you're if someone's teaching you something as if it was a universal truth when it's just their Mm -hmm. personal truth they get the waters muddy really fast and that's what we're seeing and that's what i'm so fucking pissed off about i like fake quit social media for a few days and I was like tweeting about it, which, you know, it's like why I say it's fake quitting because like I just wasn't on Instagram. But hmm. now that Instagram wants to be TikTok, I want to spend less and less time there because the posturing has gotten so bad. It's like, yeah, I just want to see the people I like doing cool things. I don't want to see you making reels for attention because what is the algorithm like drama? The algorithm likes mm-hmm. drama. So the things that are getting picked up aren't necessarily quality content. They're just things that are making people comment about it. 100 percent, and it's just like with facebook posts you know like if someone's commenting on a negative comment over and over and over again that comment's gonna go to the top yeah yeah 100 percent. it's just annoying it's like that video that ever heard of a little thing called chaos magic no yes i have and you're just chaotic (laughs) (laughs) yeah i'm 100 with you i know maria is too yes So dumb. (laughs) So dumb. (laughs) So if you've just, 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 just joined us (laughs) this week, every week we talk about uh, creators that we're loving right now. This can be shops. This can be content creators. It can be basically just anybody who's making something out there that we like. That being said, if you send us messages asking to be on here, you're going to get blocked. And also, I'm going to hate you for the rest of my life. So jot that down. Don't do that. It's fucking rude. Stop it. Stop it. It's rude. (laughs) Jot it down. So that being said, Maria, who's the creator you're loving this week? I've been really digging the (laughs) photographer, Natalie Shao. Hopefully I said her last name correctly. I did look it up beforehand, but her photography is so beautiful. Like it's extremely witchy and she does involve like folklore and stuff like that into her, um, into her photos and mysticism. It's just, it's really stunning and beautiful. And I love how she puts together images with editing and all that. Just gorgeous. I wish I could like, do that sort of stuff but i do not have the time or the (laughs) (laughs) or the outfits (laughs) well i'm obsessed with this deck that i actually ordered on kickstarter like two months ago i think called the tarot of the unknown and i don't know if you guys have ever seen over the garden wall um 
It's like uh, I think it was on Cartoon Network. Do, do you guys know what I'm talking about? No, I have no clue. Yes. Um, yes well, yes. it's it's like a it's a it was a, like a mini series. It only had one season, and it was very good. And there is a tarot deck that has been made themed of that. And when I tell you this is exactly what I needed in my life, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just got a notification that like my order is probably going to be going out soon, so it's back in my brain again, and I'm so excited about it. <laughs> and I think this is the it's, last one to give it to. It's such a cute deck. I love it's it. It's so it's cute. cute. I it's love so it. It's so cute. Yeah, so I'm very excited to have it. <laughs> Every time when I hear about that deck, all I see is that... Um, image of the little boy like with the knife and the pumpkin yes so good (laughs) so good and and i'm very excited to have it (laughs) so how about you so i was gonna say one specifically and now in the in this short time frame of me thinking of who i was gonna say and me saying it i'm changing my answer um I just stumbled onto an Etsy shop called Blago Wood, like B-L-A-G-O-W-O-O-D. It's, uh, they make like pagan altar statues and Mm -hmm. they have one for the God that I work with and never in my life, I've been looking for years and years for a statue and I have never found one. No one's ever made one. He makes one. This guy makes one. His woodwork is phenomenal. I literally impulse purchased it the second I saw it and I'm so excited because they look so good and there's so many it's they've got Celtic gods and goddesses um you know Greek Roman uh Germanic there's so many on here and they look so nice so that's definitely they something that look I'm looking really into nice. right now yeah. they're beautiful that's really pretty. oh my goodness Oh my god! Yeah. What have you done to it's me, like, it looks like three D freaking printed. But I know, those right? Are and they're made of wood. That's god damn crazy. it! I'm gonna end up buying one of those. Oh, I, I just, I literally <laughs> just impulse bought one. Like I had to have it. I was like, oh my god, what if I never run into this again? <laughs> that's so yeah, funny. That's, that's gorgeous. Following, yes, I am. <laughs> We hope you guys will join us for the next episode, which is also going to be the start of season two, which will be on January 8th. So as a reminder, we are taking off Christmas. And as an extra reminder, um, if you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcast and you put a question, we will be answering them with the first episode of the season on January 8th. So you still have a little bit of time, but you should definitely pop over there and do that if you haven't already. We appreciate it muchly. And keep an eye out on our Instagrams and on Twitter, even though I'm very bad at updating Coffee and Cauldrons, um, for more information. (laughs) Or even better, joining us on our Discord tier, which is First Coven, on Patreon, so you can hear your question next time in our part two. You'll even get to hear our super sensual voices for an additional 30-ish minutes <laughs> every single time. Yeah. You just have to be from the Patreon tier casting and up. So again, this is Coffee and Cauldrons with Robin from Out of Tired Witch on Instagram. 
Maria from at Maria the Arcane on Instagram. And Temperance from Wild Woman Witchcraft on Instagram. All right, okay. Ready? ready? Let's do it. One, <laughs> one, one two, two, three, three, three. Bye, bye, bye witches. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that was good. Every time. <laughs>